Hey guys, this is EJ Holland with the Wolverine.com and we're back with another Wolverine live recruiting show here on our YouTube channel. Alongside me is my co-host Zach Libby who is in a channel orange room right now. Uh, Zach, how's it going? It's going good. Um, did you see that Samaj Morgan is being interviewed by the media right now? Oh, awesome. Samaj Morgan scored a touchdown, one of our personal favorites and next up for michigan is nebraska and you guys aren't going to want to hear this but our producer megan is rocking her nebraska gear in the background she will not be showing herself but you can boo her in the comments um anyway we're here to talk about michigan recruiting not the team and our first topic of the day is can michigan keep chris ewald Top 100 cornerback out of Miami, Shamanad Madonna. He is the face of the 2025 recruiting class so far. I was out in Miami and had a chance to see Ewald in-game action. And it looks like a lot of our um, listeners and viewers are leaving their comments in the chat box, which we definitely like to see uh if you haven't already make sure to like this video and subscribe to our youtube channel but zach you also know chris ewald well so before i give my side of the story from spending time with him in miami how do you feel about chris ewald today september 26th i've thought about it and i think after what you posted on the wolverine.com today and yesterday about chris ewald I think a couple of things stood out. The first was Miami was already a big threat um, before Zaquan Patterson, top 100 safety, committed to the Hurricanes. But now that he's locked in with the South Florida school, I think that adds another layer to what Miami is pitching to Chris. And that's, you know, a revamped program. Um, obviously, they're number 18 in the country right now. Um they have a shot at winning the ACC. Um, Mario Crystal Ball has remained committed to locking down South Florida, and obviously their cutthroat NIL is one of the best in the country. Um, I think another thing, couple another thing stood out was in your article. Um, Chris mentioned that there is that dream, you're right, of him and Zaquan playing on the same team, but at the end of the day, it still was his decision. And I think that really speaks back to when he committed nine months ago out of the blue and that he's still trying to get Zaquan to, you know, for them to live that dream out maybe at Michigan. So, you know, having Zaquan and Chris Ewald on campus together for that Ohio state game is big. Um, but I think moving forward, the impact of having Chris Ewald in this class is more than just him being a lockdown cornerback. Obviously, that's huge. Um, one of you know top five quarterback in the country, but there's a better chance of flipping Saquon Patterson if Chris is locked in. You know, there's other targets in Florida like DJ Pickett, five star safety that Ewald is close with, and Pickett has visited Michigan and is, has family from Michigan. Um, but I think it's just as important this argument of that Michigan is able to sign top 100 prospects on a consistent basis. I think that argument on the other hand would diminish, you know, vastly if you can get a guy like Chris Ewald, if you can get a guy like Bryce Underwood. So I think that would be important for Michigan because they can say that they did it using the resources that they 
provide players on and certainly off the field. So, yeah, I know it's going to be one to monitor, but yeah, I think Chris keeping Chrissy Wald in the class is it, it can be arguably number one importance outside of Bryce Underwood. Yeah. So uh, like Zach said, I had a couple of updates on Chris Ewald. I posted into the blue yesterday, which is um, our big, you know, recruiting scoop piece. And I had an interview with Chris so you could get quotes directly from him aside from just my reporting. So if you're not subscribed to the Wolverine.com, you can do that today for just $1 for one month and read everything that we posted on Ewald. But kind of just a free summary for you guys that are, are joining today. Basically, you know, Ewald is still happy with his commitment to Michigan. There isn't any indication that he's close to flipping or anything like that, but he has left the door open for other programs. You have Auburn and Tennessee really involved, but the two schools that scare me the most are Florida State and Miami. He did have a Florida State decal on his helmet, which I saw some people we're a little concerned about, but Miami's probably the school that is most likely to flip him if he does. Um, Zach mentioned Miami already landed Zaquan Patterson. Now, Zaquan Patterson did tell me that he is still planning to make an official visit to Michigan, but I have no true confidence there that the Wolverines will get the flip done. So as of right now, it looks like Patterson will stick with Miami. And that'll give the Hurricanes a big boost if he does. Ewald himself told me that Patterson being committed to Miami is going to help the Hurricanes. Um, on top of that, Ewald visited for Miami's win over Texas A&M, and that atmosphere caught his attention. And Mario Cristobal is, is doing everything he can to not lose key battles in uh, his own backyard. And then lastly, you have the NIL part. Now, no recruit is going to go on record and talk about NIL or at least what's really going on with NIL. Um, and, and there has been no real indication either that, you know, NIL is a huge factor for Ewald right now. But NIL always finds a way to creep into recruitments that involve top 100 guys which is kind of nature of the beast of college football right now um when you look at michigan and miami you have two programs on the different end of the spectrum right you have miami which is just cash flow and you have michigan that says here's m power and what we can do for you when you're a top 100 recruit you're more than likely going to look at the program that's, you know, giving you the opportunity to make that NIL up front. Now there's special cases like Jordan Marshall, this cycle, and Ewald could certainly be in the same mold as Jordan Marshall, but I think the data favors the more upfront programs. So, you know, NIL Patterson being there, uh, Miami being closer to home. Those are all things that really, favor Miami. I think Steve Klinkscale is going to have to fight like hell to keep Chris Ewald in this class. Uh, you know, he may not be close to decommitting today, but I think, you know, as we get deeper into the process, you know, that's going to be something of concern. So yeah, everybody hating 
on me in the comments saying EJ always bringing uh, the negative news. Look, it's it's not a great time for Michigan recruiting right now. Um, but, you know, I think the Wolverines always find a way to close strong. We've seen that in previous cycles. So maybe they do that again this cycle. Um, but as of right now, we can only report on the topics that are at hand. Um, so last thing on Chris Ewald, and I, you mentioned it briefly there, Zach, at the end of your statement. I'm going to, I guess, rephrase the question from can Michigan keep Chris Ewald to how imperative is it for Michigan to keep Chris Ewald? I think it's a very imperative. Um, I think his impact in South Florida alone, I mean, you were at that game yesterday. I mean, last Thursday. He plays at Shaman Amadana, plays Miami Central, who's also a top-ranked team on ESPN. You have a Michigan commit representing that game. And the fact that I think he can just set an example for other kids coming up through that area, you know, Dade or Broward, that you can find an opportunity to, you know, headway your journey to the NFL by playing for Michigan, by leaving your area, um, you know, foregoing the power five schools that are have consistently gone after you throughout your high school career in that state. So I think the impact will have more than just what he does on the field. Um, I think there's so much more that he brings to the table that um, would have, would give Michigan such a huge advantage in recruiting and on, and um, with their current roster. Yeah. I mean, I think it's huge to keep Chris Ewald in the class um, and, you know, uh, Thion, I think, uh, is the user here uh, calling me out that I keep saying NIL for uh, pay for play. Uh, shout out to Thion, though, with his Como de Garcons uh, fashion label there. I got my white three on tonight. Uh, but anyway, I feel like NIL is such a gray area. There isn't anything that Miami is doing to violate the rules, per se because there are no real rules. So right now, anything that's pay for play is also under the umbrella of NIL. It just, it is what it is at this point. And you can say what Michigan is doing with getting guys on the team money is real NIL, but what is real NIL? It's not clearly defined. So everything goes under that umbrella. So, you know, if you're Miami and you're willing to spend money on recruits, all power to you. I mean, nobody's going to stop you, including the NCAA. But I think it's imperative for Michigan to keep Chris Ewald. Uh, some of the reasons that Zach mentioned, um, you know, as well as that he's just a terrific player. I mean, I do think he's a top 100 prospect. He's graded as one on the industry ranking. He's a long fast corner i know he's only listed at 5 foot 11 161 but he has the length of a 6 foot 1 6 foot 2 guy he has that south florida speed he's patient he's intelligent he you know plays similarly to will johnson in, in the sense that these are guys that win with their football iq and patience um but from a pure recruiting standpoint as well um, this is a guy that Michigan has already been touting as the face of the class. And if you're the face of the class and you're wavering, that's not going to, you know, instill a lot of confidence in big time targets, including guys like DJ Pickett, who John A. Schultz mentioned that Florida is making 
a big run at Pickett. You know, Ewald and Pickett are really close friends. You know, they've talked about Michigan in the past. They're both Florida natives. Um, Pickett has visited Michigan three times. And Steve Klinkscale himself has pitched Pickett on the idea of playing with Chris Ewald. And for those of you that don't know, DJ Pickett is a five-star, the number one safety in the country. Um, so, I mean, if you're using Ewald as the face of the class, as a pitch to other targets like Pickett, I mean, and again, he's wavering or he flips, it's going to be, you know, a, a really tough loss on the trail, both from a talent perspective and from this is a guy that can help get other elite talent to Ann Arbor. So overall, um, it's huge to keep Chris Ewald. Can the Wolverines do it? Yes, but I think there has to be a concrete NIL plan moving forward for recruiting. Michigan does a great job with the team and the transfer portal, but specifically for recruiting to keep guys like Chris Ewald to make sure you can land guys like DJ Pickett and Bryce Underwood. So we'll see how it shakes out. Still a long time in the Chris Ewald recruitment. We're just getting started. We're more than a year away from Chris Ewald signing his national letter of intent. So let's move on to a more positive topic since everybody is, uh, is still upset about my negativity. So we'll just, I'll just shut up and throw it to Zach for some positivity. Zach was at the big house, and he had a chance to interact with some of the visitors on campus. What were some of the highlights of uh, Michigan's second visit weekend? Yeah, so Michigan brought in four to offer targets in the 25 class. Two of them were from Detroit, but the two main ones from out of region were linebacker Weston Port out of Southern California, um, top 35 linebacker by on three. Uh, his On Saturday, he took a multi-day visit, so he was there on campus on Sunday. Um, that was his third total visit to Michigan um, after spending time in the facilities for spring, game, spring camp practice in March. He mentioned to us that stepping out of the tunnel was like being in a movie. Um, that was his first ever game day visit. So being with 109,000 people, I'm sure that brought some emotions. Um, he brought his family, he brought his mentor, he brought coaches. So, you know, it was a family affair. Um, the recruiting staff, including director of recruiting operations, Albert Karshnia was with him. Karshnia was actually the one who offered port back in January of 2022. So port had breakfast with the recruiting staff and some of the commits, including Jake Guinera, 2024 interior offensive line target, offensive line pledge. Um, Guinera was actually one of three commits to be there for that game. But Port spent time with Chris Partridge, who's, you know, the lead recruiter. Um, they first met at Old Miss, actually, when Partridge was on that staff. Uh, when they were together, they broke down X's and O's, broke down how Port would fit into the system. Um, he plays both Will and Mike for his high school right now through six games. He's totaled over 40 tackles. Um, we actually spoke to his mentor yesterday, and his, his mentor was saying in terms of how Port plays, in terms of his physicality and his toughness, he compares him, you know, Weston as a true Big Ten linebacker, um, someone who just, get, you know, hard nose, face in the dirt, you know, a tackling machine. Um, but – 
a big factor moving forward for Port, according to his mentor, is going to be education. Um, obviously, Michigan is one of the best public schools in the country, and Port has told us that he's going to return. He It's a must for him to return. Um, so Michigan is obviously in the top group. I think the game day visit propelled them, you know, solidified that uh, positioning for them. Um, another out-of-state target was James Flanagan out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, um, on 300 playmaker. He took his second visit to Michigan for the game. Um, he made his first one for the July open period uh, right before the barbecue. Um, in my opinion, I think it was huge for him to go for that specific game to Michigan, considering Notre Dame was playing Ohio State that same night. Um, if you don't know, James Flanagan is a Notre Dame legacy. His dad, Jim, played for the Irish before joining a career for the Bears. Um, you know, but Grant Newsome for Michigan, the tight ends coach, is making James a top priority. In terms of where Michigan probably stands, I think it's clear Michigan's in the top five for him. Um, you have Notre Dame, obviously, with the legacy status. Wisconsin is making him a top priority to keep him home. He's made multiple visits to Madison. Stanford is another one in consideration as well as Penn State. Um, he has mentioned before about a potential spring commitment, but that could also possibly change due to how these fall visits and how these game days transpire and you know how he feels in the stadium and the atmosphere. So I still think Michigan has some work to do um, with Notre Dame and Wisconsin especially, but Considering Grant Newsom's recruiting abilities, I think Michigan is still in contention. But um, as of right now, I would not say Michigan is in the lead. But two guys who I do think Michigan is in the lead for are both from Detroit King, um, both edge rush targets. Um, the first one, Willie Fletcher, uh, uh, fourth visit to Michigan. Um, he also took one for the barbecue, the big men camp in June, and then junior day event in January. Now, the big man camp visit was important because we have been told the Wolverine that Fletcher's performance was the best out of the edge group. So that really propelled, a, you know, quite a bit of communication between Fletcher and pass rush specialist Dylan Roney, who works with the edge edges. Um, Fletcher has told us that he's really close with Dylan. Um, they check up on each other all the time. And I think Coach Roney kind of, it really shows his honesty when showing what Fletcher does right or what he does wrong. Um, the same thing goes for Steve Klingscale, who's the area recruiter for Detroit. Um, Klingscale is building relationships with both Willie and Xavier Newsom. But with Xavier, he did mention that he got, you know, you kind of relate to, you know, Klingscale kind of relates to kids like him um, in terms of environments or off the field. But Fletcher has also said in the past that staying close to family is important. So if Michigan does push um, and makes him a top priority, I do feel like Michigan can land him right now. Michigan has a commanding lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine. I believe that's true um, in terms of his potential fit, six foot three, 225 pounds, ton of muscle mass in the upper half, you know, bigger framed uh, on film. He shows versatility as an edge rusher five technique and even goes down to a three. So even if he does, if he ends up at Michigan, he doesn't, he has experience at multiple positions um, with Newsom, his teammate is Xavier Newsom. He is a four star. Um, I think his ceiling is very high. 
He's six foot five, 220 pounds. They call him Tree, and it makes sense considering that he has a slender frame. He has a lot of room to grow. I would say in excess of like 20 or more pounds. He also is being looked at as an edge target. Third visit for the Rutgers game. Um, he also took part in the big man camp, which he got in with Dylan Roney. And then he also went for the junior day um, with Roney. You know, he said he's trying, you know, Roney's trying to get him to campus as much as possible. And that's being much appreciated. And then with Steve Klingscale, who's also taking charge, um, same thing goes for Fletcher. You know, there's a lot of relatability and backgrounds. Um, in terms of how he is as an edge rusher, you know, I think he's still raw. Um, he really made his mark on the seven on seven circuit, actually this off season as a tight end with sound mind, sound body. So he has more experience as a pass catcher, but I think he no, he definitely loves the development in the success that Michigan has had at edge. So in terms of how Michigan can mold guys like him, you know, speedier, um, smaller frame guys like him. Um, I think he can turn him into a um, prolific pass rusher. So we'll see how it goes with all four, but I think um, strides were made with each. All right, let's be negative. Um, I think this was kind of a man visitors list, just like last weekend, Michigan finishing, you know, it's two September weekends. Remember the first two weekends were self-imposed visit bans so they didn't have visitors at all come to campus so these last two weekends have been meh I mean there hasn't been a lot going on and even when you talk about the targets on campus this weekend James Flanagan uh, a top target at the tight end position but is a guy that you know is going to be tough to win over being a Notre Dame legacy then you have uh, Xavier Newsom. Willie Fletcher and Weston Port. Those three guys are all intriguing, but it'll be interesting to see if Michigan actually makes strong pushes for all of them. I think Port is a guy they really like. He's been on campus multiple times, but it's a really strong year at the linebacker position in 2025. So a lot of candidates to choose from. And I think they're still sorting out the pass rusher um board i think they find willie fletcher and xavier newsome intriguing but still to be determined if they push so overall september was just a really disappointing um visit weekend in terms of getting recruits to the big house now obviously you'll have a ton of talent on campus for the game against ohio state but that's pretty far away you would have liked to see more top tier underclassmen make their way to the first two games but uh you know, it is what it is at this point. For positivity, let's go to our sponsor, Lewis Jewelers. <laughs> Lewis Jewelers has been serving the Ann Arbor and Detroit regions since 1921. Lewis Jewelers' reputation and continued success stems from their belief that a successful jewelry store is built on integrity quality customer service, and quality products. Lewis Jewelers is a proud partner of Michigan Athletics, and to ensure that every client that walks through their doors or peruses their virtual store is taken care of, they have a non-commissioned trusted advisor team that's always ready to provide professional experience, advice, and expertise. No pressure, no commission. Located in the bustling cities of Ann Arbor, Michigan, Lewis Jewelers proudly serves the Ann Arbor and surrounding southeastern Michigan communities 
by providing an exquisite selection of fine jewelry as well as excellent customer service to its residents and visitors. Visit Lewis Jewelers at their new location, 300 South Maple Road in Ann Arbor if you're a local, or visit them online at lewisjewelers.com. They do ship directly to your door. I have a package of Lewis Jewelers coming directly to my door getting some early christmas shopping done you know if you you want to surprise your wife or your significant other let's not get into the mother daughter's thing from the last ad read but if you want to surprise anyone in your family or the special someone in your life get them a gift from lewis jewelers and have them ship it over to you if you're not local or go into the store and pick something out nobody uh, would appreciate a gift more than your significant other if, if you get her or him some diamonds, right, Zach? I mean, diamonds are always a great gift. So go to Lewis Jewelers and get that done. Um, let's go ahead and end the show with our last topic. Zach and I were both on the road. I mentioned I was in Miami, but I actually took a flight to Philadelphia Um to avoid the tropical storm hitting Norfolk and had a chance to see Michigan defensive line commit Owen Wafel while Zach uh, stayed close to home and went out to see Brady Prescorn, uh, in-state tight end commit, who plays literally five minutes from where Zach lives. So if you want to go stalk Zach and see some Brady Prescorn action, you can head over to Rochester Adams High School. Let's start with you, Zach. Tell us a little bit about uh, Brady Prescorn and your thoughts on his in-game performance. Well, he played at West Bloomfield, so I didn't have the opportunity to walk. Oh, man. I know. Sad. I have walked over to his high school before. I'm not going to lie. But two catches, 23 yards, red zone touchdown um, in the 36-32 to 32 loss. Um, in terms of his physical build, I mean, I'm just impressed with his long arms. Like, he has big, solid hands. You know, he runs great with his stride. Um, you know, all of that used to be a prolific tight end. Um, in terms of where he can be physically, you know, where he can match his physical ceiling, I would say like 255, 260. I think the benchmark would be his older brother, Caden Prescorn, who's at Old Miss. And right now they're both the same height. And Caden right now is 255 pounds. Um at the game, he lined up mostly at the X. He did not have any inline work. Um, I think he would have had more catches had the QB for Adams had more time in the pocket. I mean, West Bloomfield's front seven is one of the best in Michigan, so probably expected. But his red zone touchdown was really good. Like, he was on an island with the cornerback. He jumped up, caught the ball. He's His feet his feet came down at the two-yard line, and he just fought into the end zone um, without being tackled or brought to the ground. I mean, he's just a mismatched nightmare in the red zone and on third downs. Um, I think he can be used as also be used as a split-out option for Michigan, um, sort of that Colston Loveland role. Um, but he has the size, obviously, and he has the more room to grow to be put in 12 personnel packages or in line. Um, he did tell us that he's going to early enroll in January after the game. Um, I think working with Grant Newsom, tight ends coach, immediately is going to be great for his um, fast tracking to getting on the field. Um, they have a great relationship, them two. Uh, you know, we uh, we wrote while Brady was uncommitted, 
that Newsom saw like five of his basketball games during the winter, during that January open period. So making Brady, who's top 100 in the country by the on three industry, king like a top priority to keep him home. I think Newsom just did an excellent job of, you know, building a bond and, it was really shown too on Friday because Newsom was at the game. So Newsom stopped by to watch workouts. He watched most of the game and, you know, you can just tell how close they are. And I think that's just great, but you know, Brady's not going to be a player. I don't think who's going to need a red shirt. I mean, he's definitely not going to be riding the bench. I, I, I fully expect him to have a freshman campaign exactly or mirror or similar to what Colston Loveland did at his freshman year last year. I think that's how good of a player Michigan is getting for Brady Prescorn. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep the comments in the chat PG guys. Um, but if you do love Lewis jewelers, I mean, go ahead and, and order your jewelry. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I had a chance to see Owen Wafel. And just to clear it up for anybody that still thinks it's waffle, it is actually pronounced Wafel. Uh, Michigan's three-star defensive line commit. And it, it doesn't seem like um, Wafel gets a ton of buzz, mostly because I don't think the other Michigan sites have ever seen him. And I don't think a lot of national guys really get out to the hunt school, even though it's loaded with talent, to see Wafel. But, man, this is a guy that's extremely undervalued in this recruiting class. I think Wafel has an opportunity to be the next Mason Graham. I really do. When you look at him, he's listed at six foot two, two sixty seven, which I think is inaccurate. I, I don't think there's any ver verified measurements for him coming out of camps or anything because he didn't really do camps. Kind of like Mason Graham never did camps. Um, he's right at six foot one, but he is at about two eighty five, two ninety. And if you watch some of the clips that I posted on our YouTube channel earlier today, you'll see why I really like him. This kid is powerful. He has a really stocky, thick build in both his upper and lower halves. Extremely strong kid. You can tell he spends overtime in the weight room. And he's an absolute bully in the trenches while playing the nose, playing the three, playing the five. He moves around the defensive line. He had several tackles for a loss he knocked the quarterback out of the game he's deceptively athletic as well starting at fullback he cleared the way uh for some big runs and also caught a pass uh, he runs a 4 940 at 285 pounds so he's just a really impressive looking kid i get he's on the short side at six foot one you know a lot of times you say six foot one defensive lineman and that definitely scares you but i think he makes up for it in a lot of different areas and on top of that, he has longer arms. When you were talking about Mason Graham, who's about, you know, two inches taller than Wafel, you know, two to two and a half inches taller than Wafel. I actually think Wafel has longer arms. So I'm not as concerned about his height because he also makes up with it, you know, with his legs. So I really like uh, what Wafel can bring to the table as a collegiate prospect. And I don't think he'll get a huge bump in the rankings no matter what he does because he doesn't necessarily have the NFL traits that the rankers are looking for. And it was kind of the same thing with Mason Graham. He was always knocked for not having the NFL traits. And I always came back and said, Mason Graham's going to be a stud. Mason Graham's going to be a stud. And he started as a true freshman. 
And I think Wayful has that type of uh, ability. I think, yeah, maybe he's not, you know, a first or second round NFL draft pick, but I think he comes in and if he doesn't start, contrib- contributes immediately as a true freshman at Michigan. So I really do think that Owen Wayful is a guy that um, – a guy that Michigan fans should be excited about. I mean, he was an early Notre Dame commit, essentially flipped to Michigan. I mean, a lot of big programs were interested in him up in Big Ten country, and it's not really hard to see why. The only knock on Wayful is really the height. I mean, the motor's there, the power's there, the athleticism's there, the the length for being on the shorter side is there. So, uh, again, I think Wayful is one of the more undervalued prospects in this class and is a candidate to contribute early once he arrives at Michigan. Me and Zach will be back on the road this week. I will be seeing targets, no commits for me, but I believe Zach will be seeing a commit. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, In the meantime, in between time, make sure to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. And also, if you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, you can subscribe today for $1 for one month. That gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more. Plus, you get to be part of a great community over on the Fort Message Board. Again, that's $1, which is less than a bowl of Skyline Chili uh, for one month at the Wolverine. Sign up today. It's a perfect time. And pretty much it guys we'll see y'all next week oh actually i'll be back tomorrow for the q a so i'll answer every question tomorrow on the wednesday night show zach will see you next week i will see you tomorrow good night guys